Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, lie back, recline however you'd like. Relax and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. We try to promise you that our conversation will be less than fascinating or at the very least relaxing so that you can just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Kana. Now, Nidhi, we had mentioned a few episodes back that we were going to talk about Earl Grey tea. Yes, Marco. So this was stemming from a controversy in terms of how you actually take Earl Grey tea because while many people seem to put milk in their Earl Grey tea... Yes. The proper way to have it seems to be with lemon. Really? Why is that? Apparently, Earl Grey tea, uh, because it's infused with bergamot oil, originally people say that it was infused in such a way to disguise the taste of lime that was naturally in the water in the 1800s. Lie. Lime. 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 Oh, lime. Um, and so, but not lime as the citrus, but lime as in the calcification. I don't know. I think yeah. I don't know. Uh, it says lime as in spelt as the citrus fruit. So I'm not quite sure why it has to be a lemon. Well, it's interesting that you should say this because bergamot, it, bergamot oil is from the bergamot fruit, which is a citrus fruit. Exactly. So maybe it's a taste thing. Maybe it's a preference thing. However, some it's still very controversial. So the research that um, I've done indicates that it is still a 50-50 uh, sort of um, split in terms of how one has Earl Grey tea. Uh, apparently, people also assume that to have Earl Grey tea, they assume that it's um, uh, it's meant for the the posher part of society because of its origins and Earl Grey tea really originated uh, with the um, well it was named after Charles Grey who was the second Earl uh, Grey and he was also the British Prime Minister 
in the 1830s. I think 1830 to 1834. That's right. Um, the first Earl Grey was Charles Grey, who was also Baron Grey. But it's interesting because it's the second Earl Grey that the tea was named after, who was also Charles Grey. Exactly. And so there's a bit of controversy in terms of how Earl Grey tea came to be. Now, before we get to this controversy, yes, I should mention that lime, along with being the fruit, is also a white caustic alkaline substance consisting of calcium oxi oxide, and it's obtained by heating limestone. So that's what would have been in the water that you were trying to mask. Uh, I understand. I that's understand. why I asked you if it was lye or lime, because lye obviously is very uh, poisonous right. and can be found in water sources, so you have to be careful. But lime also uh, is obviously some sort of calcium oxide substance that's found in water. So, back to the controversy. Yes. Uh, the second Earl Grey is the one the tea was named after, not the Baron, the first Earl Grey. Exactly. Now, there's a bit of controversy in terms of uh, the legends of how um, Earl Grey was, uh, I guess, discovered or how it was introduced to the British people. You tell us that, and then I'll tell you some connections to Canada that Earl Grey has. Perfect. So according to one legend, you had a grateful... Um, Chinese bureaucrat whose son had been rescued from drowning from drowning sorry from one of Lord Grey's um, uh, I guess uh, uh, what soldiers okay um, and uh, that happened in like 1803 apparently however let the record show Marco right. that the second Earl Grey never actually set foot in China so that's a bit of a controversial tale. Right. Um, more likely he was gifted uh, the Earl Grey tea, which has, which is a Chinese um, black blend, tea. black tea, um, in a uh, more from a protocol perspective. Oh, he I was see. Gifted it. Fair. Um, that being said, Jackson's of Piccadilly, which I guess is a famous tea um, manufacturer okay. in Britain claim they originated the Earl's Grey, Earl Grey's tea uh, because Lord Grey gave them the recipe. Oh, he, he which Earl Grey do we know? The second the Earl second. Grey. Oh, well, that stands um, to reason. That being said, uh, um, according to the Grey family, the tea was specially blended by a Chinese bureaucrat for Lord Grey uh, to suit the water at Howick Hall, which was the family's seat, um, and he used bergamot in particular to offset, as we said, the taste or the smell of uh, uh, lime. lime in the local water. And then Lady Grey... Oh, so before we get to Lady Grey... Okay, we should continue talking about Lady Grey? We should mention that uh, Earl Grey, the word Grey is spelled G-R-E-Y yes. in this case, yes. as in Earl Grey tea. The Grey Cup, and the reason it's significant and where I were mentioning its connection to Canada is we're recording the Insomnia Project here in Toronto, and that's where we're based out of. The Grey Cup, which is the um, biggest prize in Canadian Football League, in the CFL as we call it, was named after the fourth 
Earl Grey. Well, look at that. And Grey County, Ontario, is named after Earl Grey. And Grey County consists of the township of Chatsworth, township of Georgian Bluffs, the municipality of Grey Highlands, the town of Hanover, the municipality of Meaford, the city of Owen Sound, and the seat of Grey County is Owen Sound, the township of Southgate, the towns of the Blue Mountains, and the municipality of West Grey. And that's in southern Ontario, or the Georgian Triangle, Triangle, which was created in 1852 after Charles Grey, which is the second Earl Grey, who the tea was named after, uh, was Prime Minister. And he was Prime Minister of the UK between 1830 and 1834, as you mentioned. And in 1861, to 1862, the first gravel roads were constructed in Owen Sound at the cost of 300,000 Canadian dollars. So that's the connection between Earl Grey and at least Ontario and the Grey Cup. That is not only fascinating, but also incredibly convoluted. There you go. Well, Lady Grey... <laughs> used uh, used to serve Earl Grey tea and uh, she used to serve it to entertain when she was in London uh, and uh, it proved so popular with her guests that she was asked if it could be sold to others or the public at large which is how Twinings the um, British the famous British uh, tea manufacturer uh, you, um, uh, brought it to market. Do you know that there is a Lady Grey tea, which is a variation of Earl Grey, but it it is a black tea, like Earl Grey, with the uh, lower concentrations of bergamot, but it contains lemon peel and orange peel. And it was named after Mary Elizabeth Grey, the wife of, guess who? Charles Grey II, Earl Grey, so Charles II, I guess you could say. Um, and it's, like you said, a registered trademark, or it is a registered trademark of twining. Did you know there's also, um, Marco, a French Earl Grey? No, I yeah, did not know yeah. this. So, I mean, there's a lot of variations on Earl Grey tea. So, for example, uh, you can have um, ones that are made more from like a jasmine blend. Right. Um, but there's a blend that has an addition of rose petals, which is known as French Earl Grey. Oh, I, I need to get myself some French yeah, Earl Grey. Yeah, that sounds really good. There's also a Russian Earl Grey. Do you, what do you think is in a Russian Earl Grey? Well, I don't know what's in it, but I bet it's a very milky tea because I know the Russian teas are very milky teas. So it doesn't... I don't know in my research if it has a, a particularly milky taste, right. but considering a white Russian and what that is, oh, so I would assume that it would be very milky. However, a Russian Earl Grey um, usually contains ingredients like uh, citrus peels and lemongrass in oh. addition to the black tea and the bergamot. So it's um, there, there's a lot of really interesting variations. And of course, I guess a North American drink that... Um, has really taken on the Earl Grey essence is a London Fog. Oh, yes. Which is a combination of Earl Grey, steamed milk, and vanilla syrup, which 
I don't know if you've ever had one, but I quite enjoy one, a, a London fog on like a, on a cold, like November, December day, you sure. know, it warms you up. It's kind of like a tea latte, if you will. Sure. Um, but I spoke before about, um, the tea manufacturer, uh, Twinings. Yes. Um, and they actually reformulated their Earl Grey tea in, uh, 2011 and they claimed in when they like reformulated the recipe, I guess, uh, that they added an extra hint of bergamot and citrus. Um, but they had an overwhelming negative response on their really? website. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it even drew the attention um, of like a protest group on Facebook because people were so outraged by the reformulation of such a classic recipe. So it just goes to show that people are very, very um, particular and uh, protective of their Earl Grey tea. Well, it is sort of like... I don't want to say the king of teas, but shall I say the Earl of teas? Well, there you go. Uh, do you know that you can make sauces with Earl Grey tea? Really? Yeah, you can um, sort of like add your tea bags to your stock and boil it for a few minutes and it will, uh, and then remove the tea because you don't want it to get too um, bitter, let's say, or tannic, mm. right? Remove it and your tea in your, sorry, your stock or your sauce will have an Earl Grey flavor. You can also flavor your vodka with Earl Grey tea by steeping uh, tea in your vodka and leaving it for a day or two and then removing it depending how strong or weak you prefer it. So it's interesting you say that Marco because I've noticed in a few places um, in Toronto that you can get cocktails that sort of have that Earl Grey infusion sure. in them so um, I can see how that would work well with vodka or even gin. Oh, you know what, Nidhi? I think gin would probably be more appropriate since gin is a uh, alcohol that is a British alcohol. You would think it would go hand in it's hand true. with the Earl Grey. So I think you're right there. I would infuse it with gin versus vodka, though you could infuse it with either. Marco, have you ever been to um, a bar in Toronto called Bar Chef? No, I've heard quite a bit of it, though. Quite, I've heard quite a bit about it, I should say. So there's this whole, um, well, I guess it's not a trend, but a whole school of cocktail making called mixology. And uh, Bar, Ch Bar Chef was really one of the first cocktail bars, I guess, that really embraced mixology. Um, so they have these really cool drinks that... Um, have all these different types of infusions and when you go in it's um it's like a, so if you were pa to pass it on the street you wouldn't even know it's there because there's these black curtains that are in front of the bar okay and you walk in and it's very dimly lit however um the bar has all these sort of um it's almost like they have bunsen burners and like very chemistry type decor um and uh, they have like a drink there that, for example, like I think it's, I can't remember if it's a whiskey drink or, or something like that, but there's like uh, dry ice that's part of the drink and it like creates a smoky effect and it's brought to your table. I think it's like $40 for oh, this wow. drink or something like this, but um, it's kind of a cool way to experience different infusions. Uh, so 
the whole idea of mixing Earl Grey and Earl Grey infusion in your cocktail, I think, would be something um, worthwhile. I don't know if they have it at Bar Chef, but we'd have to. We will have to go investigate. Yes, I think um, we will. You know. Nidhi, I mentioned that it was a citrus. Actually, bergamot is an orange. So it's a citrus bergamia or the bergamot orange. And do you know that it takes, um, it is uh, produced in Italy, is the, the biggest producer of bergamot. Oh, interesting. I know bergamot oil, like... I I wonder if that's even used, I believe it's used in perfumes as well or something like that. Oh, it's used for all different sorts of things. And the interesting thing about, uh, it's used like in different sort of skin cares and um, all different sort of like um, medicinal uses in the past. They've used it for uh, different things. But I had a sort of stat with regards to how many... um, Oh, bergamot. Uh, how many how many oranges you need to produce? I think it's like a hundred bergamot oranges for an ounce of bergamot oil. Oh wow, that's uh, quite a lot of bergamot oranges, Marco. I tried. Um, just go back to Earl Grey tea for a moment. One hundred bergamot oranges yields about three ounces or eighty-five grams of bergamot of oil. Bergamot oil. Sorry. Wow. Uh, but Earl Grey tea, have you ever tried it with lavender in it? No, but I love lavender, so I bet it would be fantastic. I knew you did. So, uh, yes, it is fantastic. And um, there's a company uh, in in Canada called David's Tea. Yes. That has uh, a really good version of Earl's, Earl Grey's tea. Yum. Um, that has like a lavender flavoring to it. Like There's like lavender petals Yum. in it. Um, but I know you also get, I think, uh, on a seasonal basis, there's a really good oh, Earl yes. Grey tea that you Yeah, it's get. called uh, Earl's Valentine. That's oh, right. Oh, thank you for reminding me of that. And it's around Valentine's Day, clearly, and it only lasts for about a month. I think I may have drank it, or you may have drank it on one of our episodes, but it is yeah. uh, Earl Grey with uh, little slivers of chocolate and rose petals in it. Um, I don't know if there's other items in it, but those that's the sort of distinguishing feature. So it's got a kind of sweetness and a floralness to it that um, makes it special, I guess. It's amazing how much information there is about Earl Grey tea, the Earls of Grey, or the Grey Earls, however you would sort of size it up, and uh, its connection with both the tea world and just um, historic sites. It's it's very true. I mean, um, whether you break it down as Earl Grey or bergamot, as you say, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything from, I mean, everything that we've mentioned here from the perfume, from the, from the, to the tea. To, to L- London Fog, all to those London things. Fog, but even Turkish Delight. Oh, it has Earl Grey in it? Yeah, or, or it has uh, bergamot. bergamot. Wow. Yeah, that's what the, the I think the kind of flavoring the distinct flavoring of yes. Turkish Delight that's that sort of bergamot. citrusy without being overly sweet flavor of that particular um, dessert you got it you got dessert it dessert or candy I don't even know you know that's a good question I think it's a candy okay I, I agree with you there because every time I've had it and it's kind of like in powdered sugar yes the real Turkish Delight like yes. the actual Turkish Delight is like little cubes that have been powdered in sugar and 
are different colors reddish and greenish are the ones I've yeah, had. I think depending on the flavor of it. Right. Do you prefer candy or dessert? Oh, I'm not a candy person to be no. honest with you. No, I like chocolate. Okay. And I like dessert without a doubt, pies and whatnot. But candy, like, um, you know, like licorice or jelly beans and things like that, don't really do it for me. Or like, what are they called? Swedish fish or the Swedish, Swedish berries. berries? Yeah, they're not. Um, that's not for me. I think because they get so gummy in my teeth that I, I don't, I don't love them. I prefer dessert as well. Like I'd mm -hmm. rather have like a piece of cake instead of sure. uh, maybe a sugary candy or something like that. But um, I've also, well, I mean, we've talked about this before in terms of dessert and salt or yeast, sure. savory, right? It's funny you should mention this when we were talking about the Earl of Grey and British teas and whatnot. But I had a fantastic shortbread cookie yesterday it was a maple shortbread cookie and oh, wow. shortbread is often associated with the uk i believe Scot scotland in particular uh, the scottish are known for their shortbread um and i had seen there a earl gray flavored shortbread cookie no so there you go that was just last night yeah wow that's something that i think we need to try mm -hmm. i um I have to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Earl Grey. Oh, really? See, I love it. I would rather have a strong breakfast English breakfast tea. Okay. tea or um, what I loved when I was living in the UK um, is the Assam tea. Okay. Which, I don't know why you don't find it as easily here in Canada, mm -hmm. that particular blend. What, what is uh, like an Assam tea? Assam is like a, is a strong uh, black tea. Uh, from a region in India, like the Assam region. Oh, okay. Um, but for some reason in the UK, it's like a specialty blend. Not a specialty blend, but you'll find actual tea that is labeled Assam tea. Um, but in North America or in Canada in particular, you can't find it as a specific blend. I don't know maybe if it's uh, part of, I don't know, um, another type of tea, but it's not like an orange pico. Maybe it has a different name here. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But my favorite tea, okay, um, would have to be the Twinings English Breakfast. Okay, that's your favorite. Yeah, that's something that I really, really like. I don't know if it's the strength or whatever they put in it, um, but it's uh, it's um, it's one of my favorites i don't know why i love an irish breakfast tea as well but i do i one of my favorite teas one of my go-to teas definitely is the earl grey tea so you would probably love an irish breakfast tea because it has an a, an irish breakfast tea has a strong assam component which gives it a more robust malty flavor uh and kind of a reddish color is assam tea kind of reddish when you yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting because the English breakfast tea also has Assam tea in it, but it's got a blend of teas from Kenya, Indonesia, Malawi, and China. Okay. Um, whereas the Irish breakfast tea, uh, I think, is even stronger than an English breakfast. Um, I think it has more Assam tea in it. Yeah, because it's got uh, right because it doesn't have the tea from malawi but it's got the kenya indonesia china and a bit more assam there so, you go there you go look at that what a what a intense 
focus on British teas we just had on this particular episode. I love my teas. I, you know, tea, when it's done well, Mm -hmm. is a wonderful, wonderful thing. The the interesting thing about Earl Grey tea for me is I don't like it steeped too long. I love my tea steeped really Even Earl Grey's? For me, Earl Grey, you cannot steep it too long long i find weak tea is just not my thing i'm not saying weak but i don't like it oversteeped. well fair enough fair enough it just depends on the degree of steepness i guess between you and i and our earl grey exactly exactly well that brings the earl grey episode to a close i want to thank our listeners and people who enjoy bergamot bergamot oil and earl grey tea i also want to thank charles the second Earl Grey, not the first, the, the second, because he is the person behind the Earl Grey tea, which we know and love. We welcome, uh, or we, we encourage you to subscribe to the Insomnia Project on iTunes. Uh, feel free to rate us or leave us a review, and um, if you'd like to interact with us, we'd always love to hear from you, so please find us on Twitter at Listen and Sleep. That's at Listen and written out sleep the insomnia project is produced by drumcast productions and we are recording from toronto canada until the next time we hope that you listen and sleep